Welcome to the Impact Nations podcast. My name is Tim. I am your host, and today I am joined by Dad. You can call him Steve. And as you may have noticed, we are not coming to you from the studio this week. Where are we? We are in Plovdiv, Bulgaria. It's a really interesting city. I've been here. This is my fifth time. But uh, this is your first time. My first time. And your first impression in just a couple of words? Really old. Awesome. <laughs> really old and awesome. <laughs> he says that about me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Plovdiv is actually the sixth oldest uh, city that has been continuously occupied. Uh, it's a remarkable place. In fact, what you see behind us might look to you like a, oh, a, a theater or... Um, yeah, theater, but it's actually not. It's the very end of a long Roman forum where they did chariot races in a, a long, narrow oval. And these are the stands, and it runs right under the main street, which is now a pedestrian mm -hmm. thoroughfare. Yep. So you can see H&M, you can even, I don't know, you can see various modern stores and underneath there's this running the whole Indeed. length. So I should say, by the way, if ever this was the time for you to switch from listening to the audio podcast to watching the video of this podcast on YouTube, this is the week to do it because you're missing some awesome visuals. Uh, we have seen some remarkable stuff that is uh, pretty much 2,000 years old in a lot of cases. Um, uh, yeah. So now, why are we here? We're not actually here as tourists this week. We are on a mission. What are we doing in Plovdiv? Well, we're, we're scouting out uh, a potential journey of compassion uh, for uh, 2022. Hope so. We've, we've, <laughs> as most of you know, we've had to stop uh, for over a year and a half now, like everybody else has. But the, uh, the COVID rate's very low here, and so there was no restrictions. So we came, and as I said, this is... Uh, this is my fifth time, but this was a trip with a, a real difference. We saw, we have seen over these past five days, uh, more uh, historical Plovdiv than I've ever seen. It's, it's been a really interesting juxtaposition between uh, just incredible rich history uh, and incredible poverty uh, that is right here, just on the outskirts of town. Yep. Um, and so we've had an opportunity to explore this city uh, and all that it has to offer, but also had some awesome times for ministry as well. Yeah, we have. It's been great. Um, <clears throat> we, a few days ago, we went into a gypsy village and uh, it was very interesting. They, they invited us in. There were some believers and they invited us into the house and we started to worship and more people came in and we probably worshiped for 40 minutes. And then someone said, there is a crowd gathered outside. So out we went, and you got to share the gospel. Yeah, right there in the street. It was awesome. You know, it was really interesting as we worshiped and the presence of God came. Uh, we were able to just carry that out with us to the street. And the presence of God was so strong there. Uh, able to just share a testimony with them. Uh, and uh, we, we saw a gentleman give his life to Christ for the first time, which was awesome. And then we asked that awesome question that we always ask, which is, can I, can pray, I pray for you? For you? <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, a few people had uh, some prayer needs. So we just started laying hands on the sick and we saw God move. Because there was 40 people we split up. Tim went one way, I went the other. We both had translators, our partners, Yvonne and Davey. And uh, uh, 
For me, I saw every single person said they were healed. I saw, I saw this elderly lady with a, an obviously swollen arthritic knee, and she was walking just fine. She said, yeah. no pain. We saw backs. I prayed for a man whose vision was very blurry. God cleared it up. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the gentleman who actually uh, prayed to receive grace for the first time, uh, he, I just got an opportunity just to pray for him for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. It was really neat to watch. I mean, I was praying for him. He speaks Bulgarian, I speak English. So he didn't know what was going on, to be honest. It was his first encounter with Christ. And yet the Holy Spirit was all over him. And it, at one point, he just was resting in the presence of the Lord. He's, he's got tears just coming down his face. Uh, he dropped his cane. Uh, just because he was lost in the presence of the Lord. Um, and so a few minutes later, as, as we were praying, uh, I turned around and saw that one of our team was actually just leading him on a walk down the street without his cane. Uh, and so he was clearly much strengthened. That's uh, so, so that's great. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's been a really great mixture. Um, in a minute, we'll tell you about a whole new area. But, but the history that we've seen, we've just gone deeper and deeper in the history. Tim and I came out of a coffee shop and wandered probably about 75 feet and I looked to the right and there was a 2,000 year old uh, little theater that they said held the 350 people yeah. and there were pillars and there was the foundation for a library and it's like nobody even pays any attention yeah just more ruins yeah <laughs> um, we uh, I think we'll probably try to show you some footage of their amphitheater it's very famous um, it's it's huge. I don't know how many thousands and thousands of people it, it held, uh, but it was buried for, I think, about 1,500 years, and then there was a landslide in the 1960s, and they discovered we have a huge Roman amphitheater, which they've restored. They do concerts there. They do plays there, but it is where you're sitting is where Romans sat 2,000 years ago. Wow. It is really something. So, and, and we went beyond that. We've been into, uh, we've been into Orthodox uh, churches. Uh, just the history is great. And I know that's a part of, as we're looking at this potential journey, we want to take more time than we have in the past to really explore the history of it. Yes, yeah. it's, it's absolutely terrific. Um, now, one of the other reasons we're here, everything we do at Impact Nations, and you know this because you're a part of the Impact Nations family, everything we do is about relationship. Uh, we do not, uh, we don't take any of this lightly, and we, we're very, very careful about who we partner with, yep. and that's got to begin with relationship. And so one of the primary reasons we're here this week, actually, is to just build stronger relationship with a couple that have been a part of the Impact Nations family for a little while. If you've been to Bulgaria, you probably spent some time with them, and that's Yvonne and Didi. Uh, and so we've been spending time with them this week, just, uh, I don't know, exploring uh, some options with them, but really going deeper in relationship. And we've had many late evenings of just sitting around and talking theology, answering questions about discipleship and things like that. But um, as we look into opportunities and possibilities in the future uh, for, uh, for what we might be able to accomplish in, uh, in Plovdiv, we, we want to make sure that we're doing it out of a really strong relationship yeah. with this couple. And yeah. so that's a really big part of why we're here. And one of the things that I love is wherever we go, if, whether it's a restaurant or whatever, there was a lineup for the restroom and Didi is sharing <laughs> Christ and praying for yeah. a lady. Everywhere we go, they're just ministering. Why don't you tell them a little bit about what happened the other day after church? We, uh, 
Yvonne told us at church, oh, yeah. we got to go uh, because we've just had a call from the hospital and somebody needs prayer. Uh, and so we arrived a little bit unsure of who it was even that needed prayer. Uh, but uh, why don't you fill them in on what happened when we got there? So <laughs> we, we followed Yvonne over and a lady came up and uh, her uh, son had leukemia, had been in for three months. They began to pray for him and now he's healthy and just finishing the last of his chemo, but they can't find the leukemia. But this lady has become just an evangelist. Yeah. So she brought these parents of other kids who had cancer to us just out on the lawn in front of the, the hospital and uh, had a chance to just tell them about the power of Christ and the, the goodness of the Lord, the, the beautiful gospel. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, who would like to uh, turn their hearts, their lives to Jesus and walk with Jesus from now on? And every single one of them yeah. put their hand up. There were Muslims, there were Orthodox and people I don't know, but, but that I did know. And they, and they came to Christ. We had a wonderful time. And then we prayed for each of them, for their children. And I remember one lady in particular, the Spirit of God just came on her and she began to weep and weep. And she said, I feel such peace. So that was that was pretty terrific. Yeah. One of the things that I found really interesting about that episode, actually, was at the beginning, I think there was two ladies that had come uh, and we were interacting with. And as we stood there in the courtyard, it was like more and more people came. And suddenly, yes. I, at one point, I counted there were nine people gathered around to, to hear what you had to say. Watching, yeah. 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 Uh, and so, you know, when the presence of the Lord comes, uh, people are so attracted to that. Yeah. And if they want to hear good news. It's an amazing <laughs> opportunity. Now, there's a whole other aspect that's brand new to me uh, this time. We just went into the mountains, about a two-hour drive that is absolutely gorgeous. You've got footage the drone, uh, uh, beautiful lakes, cliffs, beautiful tree mountainside, and we went up quite high, and uh, we went to a gypsy village, which was uh, very, very poor, uh, abject poverty, is what we saw everywhere. And uh, and you had a chance to share with a bunch of kids who gathered. <laughs> yep. Uh, again, 40 or 50 story kids. Time. Yeah. And, uh, and then we gave away food. We had prepared um, about 10 days worth of food uh, for families, and we gave food away to 30 families yesterday. Yep. And again, prayed for people. I know that I, I prayed for a lady who had a, an ovarian cyst, and I prayed for her, and I didn't say anything, but I felt what Luke calls healing virtue. I felt the power of the Holy Spirit go out of me and into her, but I didn't say anything. When I was done, she was weeping. She said, I felt something come into me and I was in pain and now I have no pain. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, you had a good healing yeah. time too. Well, a couple. Uh, one, we uh, were giving away food. At one point we realized, we looked at the time and we thought, oh my goodness, we're running, we're running out of light and we need to go. So we gathered a number of people who were living in a building, on a it's going to say an apartment building. That is not the right word, but uh, small little apartments in a building. We'll call it that. Um, and we gathered them all together, and I was able to just share Christ with them and, and stuff like that. And we were able to distribute food to each of them. And we again just asked, "Hey, we've we've seen God healing today. Does anybody need healing?" And 
this this young gal, I'd say she was 17, 18 years old. She came and she said, I'm having terrible anxiety. Uh, I can't sleep at night. I'm so uh, worried all the time. You know, she's trying to, through the translator, trying to find words for me to understand. And so we just prayed and we asked the Holy Spirit to come. And again, these are folks who don't, they've not experienced the Holy Spirit before, nope. so they don't know how to act. Like, um, what I mean to say is they're not following a script, right? I think right. sometimes they're not, they're, church people, people. they're not church people, so they don't, you know, they don't know to appear a certain way. And yet, it's so evident when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. There's just this, this peace that comes, and it's like they don't want to leave that peace. It's really interesting. You know, sometimes yeah. you pray for people, they're like, yeah. all right, we're good, I'm going to go. Uh, instead, they just rest in it. I had She's the very same thing for and me. Resting, and then suddenly, she goes, "Oh, oh!" And she said, "It's gone. It's all gone. I feel so different." Uh, and so, she, I think she was almost excited to go to bed last night. But uh, I know that the Lord met her in a really powerful way. But then, just again, just as we were getting into the car, and everybody's already loaded in the car, I was, we were giving away our last packet of groceries, and uh, a gentleman came and said, "Oh, my back." We we were in his home. We'd just given food, and he came in from working outside. He said, "My back is so sore." And so we just, again, very quick prayer, let Jesus come, we command healing into his body, we command all the pain to go. And there was something in his eyes that just changed, and, and suddenly he, oh, he, oh, it's all gone. And, and so we're asking, you know, because we're full of faith, are you sure? <laughs> yes, 100%, all the pain is gone. And of course, he's following me to the car and thumbs up, oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, it's so good to see God come and just meet these people where they're at. Um, yeah, that was really, great. really neat community. Just on the mountainside, I kept on telling them, you guys have the best backyard ever. <laughs> the, then we went into the main town, which is called uh, Devon. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so famous for its water that the bottled water all over this country is called Devon water. And it was beautiful. I felt like a little bit like when I've been in Switzerland. It felt like a Swiss town, a house yep. built up on the side. And, you know, nice coffee shops and restaurants. And we stayed with a a lovely man who's been ministering there for 29 years, 79 years old. And then this morning, we thought we were going, and then he said, you need to get ready, the mayor wants to meet you. So we went and met with the mayor, the deputy mayor, and the head of some department. And uh, they wanted to know all about Impact Nations, and we told them, and they said, we will do everything we can if you come here for uh, a journey of compassion. They said a trip, but if yeah. you come here for a journey, We'll do everything we can to help make this a successful time. Indeed. And they talked about the great poverty, not just among the gypsies, the Roma, but the great poverty in that area among the Bulgarians, especially the elderly. Mm -hmm. And twice we were asked, what could we do for the elderly? Yeah. But it is beautiful up there. I, we definitely want to have time. We went up to a fortress. I forgot to tell them. Oh, yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> tell them about that fortress. Yeah, a fortress that was originally built in the ninth century yep. uh, we were standing in a church that was built in the 12th century uh, and just incredible history here yes. uh, the, the fortress was built uh, to protect those who were being persecuted uh, and they, they were able to come and find sanctuary in this church up on the top of this mountain yeah. uh, tonight i, I want to finish up by, with this Tonight, we're going to be meeting with a number of presumably young people uh, that Yvonne and Didi have been working with for a little while now, uh, who are making disciples. One of the things I noticed about Yvonne is that his phone is constantly ringing because he's just making disciples everywhere. And so people are calling him and asking great Bible questions. We've had lots of those. 
Um, so tonight we're going to be meeting and we're talking more about discipleship. How do we make disciples? How do we, um, not, I was going to say systematize, but that sounds cold and calculated, but how do we replicate or, or make it uh, in such a way that it will scale? Because as you know, when we do Journeys of Compassion, we're really, really strong on disciple making. We're not interested in just getting people to pray a prayer and be on their way. By the way, that village where we were, uh, many of the villages where we were doing work this week, there's already a, a local pastor who's making disciples there. Uh, but if we want to go and make disciples in a number of regions, in a number, number of villages around here, We've got to have people who are making disciples, doing house churches and things like that. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about that, doing some strategizing tonight. Uh, but that's one of the ways that you can be praying, actually, for Impact Nation's work in this nation, is that uh, there are more and more people who are able to make disciples so we can uh, scale this work into many different communities. One of the things that Tim and I have done uh, in North America is do what we call a first church weekend. And it's, it's kind of based on, on one of the books, uh, The First Church Restored, and it gives us some real good principles. And we're delighted over the last few months we've discovered where we didn't even know there were house churches. Yeah. Uh, in Uganda, Richard, our partner, is getting house churches, one of which is huge. Uh, uh, our partner in Australia, house churches, we're going to use that as a little bit of a guideline for for. These folks, if you're curious, you can you can look at First Church Restored, but what we're about is making disciples, right? Isn't that the Great Commission? Indeed. So there we are. We've talked quickly, and there's, there's so many things to see here. What we anticipate, if we go ahead with the journey here, is that a portion of it would be around this incredible historic city and out in the various uh, Gypsy or Roma villages. Mm -hmm. And then the other portion will go two hours uh, into the mountains to this beautiful place of uh, Devon and um, and then go out from there into communities, but also work with the poor right there. Yeah. And we will, in both places, give the team time to really explore because yeah. the history is too rich, the geography is too beautiful Indeed. to not have time. Yeah. So uh, we're headed back uh, to Albuquerque tomorrow. We'll be with you in the studio again next week. Looking forward to that. Uh, as always, do be sure to join us on YouTube Live uh, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, which I think is quite late you know, uh, in Plovdiv. But <laughs> uh, anyway, we would love to see you here. Tune in uh, every week or uh, subscribe to the audio podcast, but do be sure to check this one out uh, on YouTube because you want to see the visuals because... Uh, We've seen some incredible things this week, and we would love for you to be with us one day uh, here in Plovdiv. We cannot make any promises. Again, a uh, number of factors, including do we have people to make disciples? That's probably the biggest That's biggest big factor one. right now. Um, one of the other things we're learning is just what it's like to travel internationally uh, during COVID. Yeah. This is our first crack at it. Uh, and of course, when you bring that to 30 people in a group, uh, everything gets even more complicated. So uh, we need to figure out what that looks like as well. But uh, we are thinking about it. We're praying about it. Uh, we get that question all the time. When are you going on journeys again? It's one of the things we're working on right now is just learning what it's like to travel internationally. So uh, again, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.